I think I first heard of Star Wars Chicks maybe in an Entertainment Weekly article. Um, I, I just had been so unaware. The idea that uh, there was any kind of broad female fan base for Star Wars, something I had been obsessed with since I was a kid, was just so mind-blowing to me. Um, and this was about the time that I started getting really into the internet. Lots of AOL uh, chat room. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so this site, StarWarsChicks.com, which still exists, I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure how active it is. Um, so one of the first things I was drawn to, besides the message board, it was called the library. It was the and it was a fanfic archive of uh, just stories that everybody in, in the community had had written. So um, I made an account. I still refuse to tell anybody what my author name was on this because I'm pretty sure it's still searchable. Well, I mean, what would people find? I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> there was always a link on, on the site, though, that was was tantalizing to me. So in addition to the library, there was something called Sith Chicks. And Sith Chicks, if you clicked on it, had a warning that said you needed to be 18 or older to enter and there were two options. It's like, yes, I'm 18, let me in. Or no, I'm under 18, get me out of here. And when I realized that I could click on yes, I'm 18 and go and see what Sith Chicks was all about and the internet couldn't tell that I was lying, that was, uh, that was a pretty transcendent moment. Um, and it opened me up to just a universe full of Darth Maul fanfic. Sure, sure. That's why it, it, it was over eighteen, just because it had Darth Maul and, and no other reasons. <laughs> that was that was a that was a, a principal character there. Hello, and welcome to What's Tech from The Verge. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I am joined today by the entertainment editor and fan fiction and possibly slash fiction enthusiast, Emily Yoshida. It's aficionado, but no, I'm not really an I'm an enthusiast. Sure, a, yeah. sure. You respect the craft. I really respect the craft. Um, <laughs> and it, it's impossible to say, sound that without saying slightly facetious, but I do. <laughs> And I'm I'm here to explain why. So if you've never listened to uh, an episode of What's Tech, it is a podcast where we discuss what's technology. Uh, there's a different topic each episode, but we also just discuss the broader issue of what is tech when it seems like everything in the world kind of feels like tech these days. Uh, and that's why I have Emily on to talk about fan fiction. You might not know this, but there's this thing called Fifty Shades of Grey. It came out this past Friday, uh, and it is a sensation, and it is fan fiction. Uh, so how about we start there? I, I, I'm curious, what is fan fiction, and what is its relationship with technology? So fan fiction is a work of fiction written by a fan um, of any kind of pop culture property. Um, there are some exceptions. There are some there's so there's something called real person fiction, um, which is uh, any kind of One Direction fanfic would follow fall under that that banner, for example. But um, but it really started. I mean, the kind of the most significant early fanfiction was uh, Star Trek fanfiction. Um, that's sort of the 
the uh, I guess the epi- or what would you call that the epitome the the, or- sure, the, the original archetype, yeah the archetype I mean it, so you know Spock and Kirk fi- fan fiction which yeah. is sort of the joke that's sort of what everybody goes back to is that is that but I mean that was a that was uh, there was a very big community community around that at, at uh, early Star Trek conventions um, and it would be done through zines that would be exchanged between almost all female writers at um, at these different conventions across the country and it was a it was kind of a community that was built around that. So that was all pre-internet, but and in that that was a thriving community in that in that capacity as much as it could be there. But the internet really changed fan fiction and made it into something that just exploded. The biggest places it's thrived have been um, sites like fanfiction.net, which a lot of big time fan fiction people are can kind of turn up their noses at because they have some restrictions on the community, but um, uh, Live Journal, Tumblr, the site called Wattpad, which is um, pretty huge, um, and now even uh, Amazon recently has started this program called Kindle Worlds, where you can monetize fanfic, um, which is sort of has some interesting implications, um, which we can talk about. A little yeah, bit later. there's a, there's a lot here to unpack. Yeah, got, yeah. One of the first things that I'm curious about is you mentioned that it was mostly women who wrote the early Star Trek fan fiction. Mm-hmm. And I think fan fiction has a kind of feminine stereotype to it almost yeah. or or perception. Is there a reason for that? Well, I mean, there's a lot of it, it, I think it's different for everybody and it's hard to make a generalization about why certain people are more drawn to doing fanfic than other people. But sure. um, there was a article in um, I feel like it was the Wall Street Journal recently, I, like really setting up the argument that that fan fiction occupies the same space on the internet at least like romantic sexual fan fiction occupies the same place on the internet for women and genderqueer people as it does as like porn does for men <laughs> so basically women are smarter <laughs> yeah no well it, it, it kind of it kind of drew these different this comparisons like it's it's non-visual it takes a long time to read like somebody's whole novel or saga that they've created and that's the payoff is this expectation and this waiting and this build up and everything and um but it gets that same kind of following and you know kind of addictive um aspect to it when you are an aficionado or a writer or a reader or anything so sure yeah um well i guess that leads to slash fiction uh, and what is the difference between fan fiction? And I think slash fic is like a word a lot of people have heard, but maybe don't know the difference between slash fic versus fan fic. Right. Yeah. So not all fan fic is slash fic. You know, I originally knew it to mean just romantic stories about two characters of the same sex. Um, and I feel like that has I feel like I've heard that term now used just to mean any kind of uh, smutty type fanfic about two characters like regardless of their gender um but that's that's sort of the original meaning and uh you talk to people about who you're shipping like it's just this ongoing dialogue and the output is the stories and and art and videos and stuff like that so let's talk about shipping because i am embarrassed in talking about keeping up with these things that <laughs> i did not know what shipping was really? until this like past new year uh, when somebody was telling me about who they were shipping. So shipping is is just being a fan of a couple. Um, and it is both uh, 
So a ship it can be a noun or it can be a verb. So a ship could be uh, <laughs> the one that I had the most, maybe the most uh, experience with was when I used to work at a website and manage a community of Vampire Diaries fans. Sure. Um, and the war between people who were shipping Stefan and Elena and um, oh my, and Damon and Elena was fierce, and they like they had their names. It was Delena or Delano, and um, and and like that, you identified yourself within the context of being a fan of the Vampire Diaries. But yeah, I mean, so it's it's the idea of being a fan. Like, I essentially, it's it's what you hinge your love and enthusiasm for the show or the book or the movie on is your your enthusiasm or hope or um, approval of two people getting together. Yeah, and now this is happening in the real world where somebody who knows they can never be with Harry Styles decides that there is another person in the real world that Harry Styles should be with. Harry Styles, for people who might not know who that is, <laughs> is one of the, the handsomest singer of One Direction, one might say. He's uh, got the best hair. Uh, he certainly does. He's got great hair. You can, you can say what you want about One Direction. <laughs> Harry Styles has amazing hair. So there's two. So I, I should bring this up while I talk about this, because most One Direction fan fiction or any kind of um, any real person fan fiction is not going to be between them and another person. It's going to be between them and a character referred to as a Mary Jane. A Mary Jane is basically a stand-in for the author or the reader. Just sort of an idealized version of yourself. Um, You know, it's like, I was at the One Direction, or Katie was at the One Direction concert. She'd heard of this band, but she didn't think that much of them. And then Harry Styles came up to her after the show and whisked her away in a limo, and they fell in love. You know that kind of thing. She didn't really want to hang yeah. out with Harry, but well, that's always that's always a that's always a part of that. I mean, that's and that's sort of the Fifty Shades thing too. It's like the deliberation is such a huge part of that story. Uh, most of for, for people who are, have not read the book or seen the movie, a lot of it hinges on whether or not. Anastasia is going to sign the sex contract with Christian Grey. That's the most of the plot. Okay, let, let's let's dig into that because I think a lot of people know what Fifty Shades is, mm-hmm. and they know what Twilight is, and they know that somehow the two are connected. Mm-hmm. How did we get from one to the other? So, uh, so El James, who um, oh, now I'm being bad and I can't remember her actual name, but her her username was Snow Queen's Ice Dragon. That was what she published under when she was writing Masters of the Universe, which was the original title of or Master of the Universe, which was the original title of Fifty Shades of Grey, and it, when it was a Twilight fan fiction. Um, so the nerd connections are even more amazing than I yeah. ever understood. <laughs> so, <laughs> she man, really. Yeah. I don't think that that was intentional, although oh I'm not sure. Gosh. I've never found any reference to her acknowledging that. But uh, Master of the Universe existed in a part of Twilight fan fiction called uh, All Human, uh, which is essentially—it's fascinating to me because All Human are basically original stories that use these characters that people are familiar with from Twilight as jumping-off points. But they're not the same character— like so, Christian Grey was originally Edward Cullen from Twilight, but it, almost like an alternate life or an alternate reality where he's this Seattle billionaire. You and use, they're not vampires at all. No, nobody's all human. That's yeah. that's it. So basically, using these familiar characters as an entry point to then 
tell your own story, like tell exactly the story you would want. It's almost like using these characters as dolls. So it was published as Master of the Universe. It was on it was on a couple sites. It was on fanfiction.net. It got uh, removed from fanfiction.net because of its content, um, but it was immensely popular. Um, E.L. James ended up setting up her own site, 50shades.com, um, and just publishing it from there. And then uh, it was self-published through, I forget the name of this, it was like an online self-publishing platform, you know, nothing huge, but um, it was so popular that it ended up, I think in twenty in 2011, it became self-published in 2012, Vintage Books published it because that's when the kind of there's there's uh, the the legality around fan fiction is that uh, it's considered a derivative work. It's protected under copyright. It's as long as you're not making money on it. So I think as, as soon as she started to monetize it, then she makes a few tweaks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting because, I mean, going back to kind of the technology thing. It makes me think of, like, the power of different writing formats, the power of, you know, pen and ink, the power of the printing press, the power of being able to publish online, and, like, how more and more people are able to do these, like, bizarre, crazy things, but from these bizarre, crazy things become, like, the normal things. Yeah. Like, this thing, like, fanfic, which was a joke for a long time, is now... Well, it's, I mean, it was a joke to people who weren't in it. Yeah. And then, but, like, so many other things, like hip-hop or something, it's, uh, it's people excellent. realized how popular it was and that they could make money off of it. And that's the interesting thing to me about Kindle Worlds is that fan fiction has existed for decades, powered purely by people's love for the source material, their enthusiasm for it, their desire to share with other people and connect with the community. And now, because of the success of something like Fifty Shades of Grey, now there's the idea that oh, maybe my fanfic can make money. And this had never really entered in the picture before that. And so I, I really wonder the, how that's going to change how people approach things. Because there's also this other story, this One Direction fanfic called After that's on Wattpad that got optioned for a proper book publishing deal where I imagine it will undergo similar changes where they change the name of the character and, uh, and also poss- possibly movie optioning rights. And so this idea now that instead of just like laboring away because you love Star Wars or you love Sailor Moon or both, for instance, uh, <laughs> uh, and you just are doing this because, you know, it's it's how you have fun with your Internet friends. Uh, now it's, oh, I could get discovered. And I think, I, I mean. That can change. That, that, that can change the, the content fundamentally. It's the punk rock thing. Yeah, totally. Um, okay. It's time for rapid fire questions. Yeah. Um, uh, what are a few popular examples of fan fiction that people should go looking for if they're curious? Um, so that so that story called After is 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 huge. If you want to talk just numbers, pure numbers, I think that that one and Fifty Shades are probably the biggest that I can think of off the top of my head. There's also one that's famously bad um, called My Immortal uh, that is a Harry Potter what? fanfic, and it's. I think it's largely been debunked as being a joke. It's sort of one of these things like The Room where you go from thinking that, oh, this is surely, this is, has to be a joke to like, oh, no, this is, I think this is serious. Um, is it true that your favorite type of fan fiction is Star Wars Sailor Moon CrossFit? Well, okay, so <laughs> that's something that I have the most experience in, let's just, let's just say. Uh, the Probably my longest term engagement with any kind of, Fan fiction community was uh, 
was a indeed a Star Wars and Sailor Moon crossover uh, group. We were on a, a listserv, and I think on Yahoo Groups for a little while too. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, who doesn't I, have a Yahoo group that they're embarrassed? About? Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and final question: You have the choice to ship. Any any people in fiction or reality? Oh, or what reality. What is your dream couple, like couple that you would want to ship? Oh my, well, I'd say probably my all time like true heart of hearts ship is uh, Dale Cooper, Agent Dale Cooper, and uh, Audrey Horn on Twin Peaks. That's my number one all time ship. Oh, that's good. It's <sighs> a good one. I don't have anything good. Like I'd be like Seth Cohen and the New Girl. Seth <laughs> Cohen. Oh, oh, you mean like. Oh, yeah, you like mean like bring in, over Seth Cohen from the OC, and then he would show up in the New Girl. Oh wait, no, oh, I was just thinking like, weren't they in a, a thing together? And I was, oh no, that was Five Hundred Days of Summer, because um, I was just in, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. In. And that's pretty much Joseph Gordon-Levitt doing a Seth Cohen impersonation. I will say when Seth Cohen, aka um, Adam Brody and uh, Leighton Meester, hooked up, or got they got married, yeah. That that's a that's a good one for me. It's as far Wait, as in real life. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Blair Guys. and we, Seth <laughs> are together. Yeah, we, we have to bring this episode to a close. I have some googling to do. Um, thank you for joining me, Emily. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and thank you for joining us. Uh, this is What's Tech. We are here every Tuesday. You can find us on iTunes and all sorts of other uh, podcast networks. But I would especially like it if you uh, visit our iTunes page and leave a rating there because we're a new thing and it goes a long way to have a review. You can also find us on Twitter at What's Tech. And you can find us on this website called TheVerge.com because that's I've where heard of it. Emily and I write. You should go <laughs> and read Emily's piece about Fifty Shades of gray uh, for an alien. Yeah. It is my favorite thing that has been on the site. Just Google so 50 long. Shades of Grey for Aliens, you know, like <laughs> and, you do. You know, there'll be like 500 <laughs> things that pop up, but hopefully you can find <laughs> ours. Um, and, and that's it. Uh, we will see you all next time. Bye. <laughs>